welcome to the Fiber Coven podcast. We're here to talk with you about some yarny stuff and some witchy stuff. I'm Lauren from Valkyrie Fibers. And I'm Emily from Kitty with the Cupcake. Hooray! No real news from us this week, but I guess we can jump right into finished objects. You said you finished something this week? I did. It's this hat. My goodness. It's so pretty. It's a cabled hat. Looks Mm -hmm. nice and cozy with a folded brim. Yes, yes. It's knit in Malabrigo Rios in the Cumparsita colorway. And Mm -hmm. it's my own pattern that I'm writing up like literally right now. And it will have a test knit up soon. I think I'm naming the pattern the comfort zone hat because it's just comfy and it's like pretty easy cables to work. So, mm-hmm. and they look like alternating links in a chain, the cables do with like yeah. in each like cabled motif, there's a big, uh, big O and then like a small double cable cross and they alternate so that they fit in real nice. It's real pretty. Yeah. And you can see that the crown de- decreases fit into the cabled pattern there. I might have to make that. I have some worst. It's worsted, right? Yes, it's worsted weight. Um, I'm so sorry for the yowling. It's okay. It's in three sizes. Uh, This is the adult small size, uh, which, you know, fits a a small slash maybe female human head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, my cat is clearly very excited about cabled hats as well. Yes. Yeah, I actually have some single skeins of worsted in my stash. I might have to. Uh, might yeah, have if you to want make that one, make it's pretty quick because it's worsted uh, and it's nice and cabled. So if you want to just bust that out, you totally mm-hmm. could. Maybe I will. I have instructions in the pattern for how to make it slouchy if you want, because mine isn't slouchy. I do like slouchy, but mm-hmm. with a folded brim, you can really uh, make that decision on how you wear it too. If yeah, you, but um, if you want it to be folded and slouchy, I guess. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's cool. It's always good. I always find it's nice to have just like a little stash of hats to give away for gifts. Yeah. All kinds in the winter. That was oh, my sweet. only finished thing. Yeah, I've been, I have a new cast on. Ooh. So I cast on my yoga socks that I've been threatening to cast on forever and I've made some decent progress. Ooh, look at that. Yeah. So I am using some the BFL from Haverland and it is, I forgot the name of the colorway, but it's uh, Stormship Troopers inspired and she does all these great like V movie collections. It's called Bug Hunt at Outpost 9, which I think is very funny. And it is a kind of grungy base with a lot of teal and turquoise and greens and purples. It's really fun. I'm using your stitch markers to count my rows. They jingle jangle nicely. I'm using the Kawaii Taro ones. That makes me happy. Yeah, this is my my post office knitting. Um, (laughs) I've been doing it at other places besides the post office. But uh, it's really good. I have this little section here that'll go around the foot. And then this is the break for the heel. I just cast off 50% of the stitches and then cast them right back on. So that'll have a little break for my heel. And I'm on to the leggy part. And it's nice and easy. This is my vanilla knitting. I like it. Um, apparently all I'm knitting these days is ribbing because my only other project I've got is also just ribbing. And it's, 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 it's your top. I've made progress. Oh, you're, you're yeah. up onto the like shouldery part. Nice. I am. Sorry about the jiggling. The cat is very needy today. <laughs> <laughs> He's all up in my business. 
Yeah. So this is the ripple crop top that I'm making for you out of some hand spun. This is where I left off. I was still in the body last week and now I am onto the front part with the neck shaping. It's like the li- ripple bralette where it suddenly goes really fast when you switch to doing like the boob cuppy parts. Exactly. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's really soft and squishy. I am enjoying it. I actually had a little setback because I, um, I messed up my center where I, where I, uh, the centering for the, I've done that too. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to take out the whole, and I'd finished the whole left front. I had to take it all out. It was a little sad, but it's fine. So ribbed little yoga socks and ribbed crab top. I just live a life of ribbing now and I love it. Nice. What have you been working on? I have socks of two different types. I have this sock, which is my vanilla sock. Mm -hmm. And it's in the Queensland Perth in Mm -hmm. the Royal Botanical Gardens colorway, which is like a color shifting yarn. And it's got pinks and greens and it's looking real nice. Um, I finished with the leg. I'm onto the heel. Mm -hmm. And it's just vanilla sock i've been working on it i worked on it in meetings and work today i have my uh little earth charm mm-hmm. on there because it matches with the royal botanical gardens theme it is. are you using a contrast yarn for the heel yes it, it it looks really similar but it is leftovers from my uh earl gray yarns uh full skein for my advent calendar that i used for the border mm-hmm. on my waxing moon full circle sample so i'm just using that for mm-hmm. the heels so I don't break up the color shifting and nice. yep that's the first sock mm-hmm. and then the other sock I've been working on let's put that on the ground is I have to be careful about taking it out because the needles are a little bit smaller than I normally keep my socks on so they like really mm-hmm. want to slide off I need to get like stoppers, but I don't have any. Is it a different type of needle or did you go down a needle size or what? It is a different brand. They Mm -hmm. are flexi flip style needles, but they are the Haya Sharp brand. And the needle part is a little shorter. So they're overall a little bit less long and maybe Mm -hmm. like more slippy than the flexi flips. Mm -hmm. So I am finding that they, the needles are popping out more frequently. But Mm -hmm. the pointy tip on them is nice. It's a lot pointier than the Addy Flexi Flip. So I'm not hating them, but I might need to get one of those little like covers with the snappy things to put on them if I'm going to like use these a lot. Because that would solve the problem. I just don't own one of those because I've never had that issue, really. Mm -hmm. I like that style of Needle Cozy. Does Heatherland make those? Someone makes those. I don't remember who. Mm -hmm. Anyway, here's my sock. Oh my goodness. It looks so pretty with the colors. You're, it looks like you're just about through a full repeat of the self-striping. Yeah, I am. I'm on the last color and it's like just mm-hmm. about to switch and like a, mm-hmm. a bit. Um, so this is, I don't have a name for it yet, but it's inspired by some architecture in uh, Lothlorien from the Lord of the Rings movies. It's like some pretty archways. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm knitting this in your yarn. You know that, but for our listeners, my background color uh, slash it's actually kind of the foreground color is the solid. And that is Lauren's shadow facts colorway. She died for me, which is a um, just like an off white. And it's very nice and pretty. And it's a good contrast to the self striping I'm using, which is the Tanubial 
And I started with the dark blue stripe and have gone down into the gray stripe. And I think it looks really good. It's nice and contrasty. It's fun. I am excited to keep going through repeat colorways. Yeah. So what? Mm. Maybe I'll ask you that on office hours. I was going to ask you more like designy questions. Mm-hmm. I was going to, you can never ask. mind. I'll do it, I'll okay, do it now. Do it. <laughs> What's the plan for the heel? So I haven't fully figured it out yet, but by the time I get to the heel, this will have devolved into more like continuous stripes after mm-hmm. the arches in my chart. And I'm thinking that for the heel, I might do like some slip stitches, something that incorporates those like columns of colors. So it might be like semi-mosaic-y. I haven't fully figured it out yet. I was kind of going to get there and see how I'm feeling. Because my first thought would be to do either an afterthought or a short row heel in Mm -hmm. the main color. Yeah. Solid. Mm -hmm. So that way it wouldn't monkey with the stripes too badly. That's true. And I hadn't thought your... about that. So maybe I'll just do, hmm, I might just do a slip stitch heel in the main color mm-hmm. to prevent that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. I want to cast, cast mine on. I have my yarn. I'll show it off on office hours. Yeah. I should send you the chart so you can do I'm the kidding. Thing. If you're seeing our video, it's sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> are you doing the 72 stitch version i'm doing a 72 stitch version um, i thought i was going to test the big one okay the cool. biggest size my uh my color work gauge has really improved since i have attempted color work socks so this mm-hmm. sock actually might end up being for chad and not for me because it's fairly big i haven't tried it on yet though and i know color work has a lot less stretch than mm-hmm. plain stockinette so we'll see yeah It'll be good. It'll either it'll fit my partner or it'll fit uh, someone in my knit group because a lot of them have bigger feet than me because I have unusually small feet. Yep. Yep. So we shall see. Oh, if I'm going to test knit this for you, like I should probably think about checking my gauge. Maybe. Shucks. Well, yeah. sweet. And that's all you've been working on? Yep. Nice sock time. I love it. Positions then? I yeah. got some stuff. What'd you get? Actually, so I'll start with the knot yarn. Since I've been doing my hair curly lately, I got the Deadman brush, which is supposed to be special for curly hair, for like non-African curly hair. I will be specific here. I, Although I have Mediterranean ancestry, which, you know, a little melting pot there. But so I have naturally wavy hair and this Deadman brush is like really helping the curls pop. I love it. it. It's really like helping define the curls if you are doing the curly hair thing and you're on the fence about the tendon brush it's it's working for me i'm liking it and you get to pick your colors so i got this really cool like lavender and hot pink one it's also supposed to not tear a ton of your hair out while brushing and it definitely it does that so if you have i don't know how it works for people with straight hair but if you have curly hair wavy hair and you're just looking for something that won't pull a ton of your hair out when you brush it this works too and it it's really easy to style with like I'm not a beauty person and like it's pretty easy to style my hair with this thing nice Mm -hmm. but I also got some surprise yarn Ooh! before I actually just haven't seen my my friend in a while and a group friend and actually before all the big Omicron stuff uh she went to Peru and she got me a skein of yarn oh that's so nice it's so pretty so it's Pachinko is the name of the 
the maker of the dyer. And of course, this will all be linked in our show notes. And it says all natural Peruvian yarn, botanically dyed by women artisan in Cusco, Peru. No chemicals, no nonsense, just beautiful yarn. And this is so soft. It is, where am I going? It's 70% merino, 30% mulberry silk, and 436 yards. For is it grams, so is soft good. and beautiful then if it's 30% it silk? So soft and beautiful. And it's got the name of the dyers on here. And it tells the uh, plant that it was dyed with and then the colorway name. Nice. Right there, which I think is neat. It was dyed with, I don't know what any of these things are, but it says it was dyed with King Sakuchu. And the colorway's name is Thibon Theo. Cool. Pardon my horrendous Castilian accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was really I was so excited about this. It's so soft and scrummy and luscious. And I like, wasn't expecting it at all. So it was really nice to like pop into the yarn shop and see my friend and receive some yarn. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. What did you get? I bought myself a fancy pen. <gasps> oh, it's shiny. It's shiny and rainbowy. Yeah. So I basically just, you know, wanted to get myself a fancy pen. It's a mm-hmm. Monteverde Inova. Uh, and it says the 20th anniversary limited edition one with the rainbow metal. And I also got the rainbow nib. Ooh, matchy, matchy. Matchy, matchy, which is an Omniflex nib which Mm -hmm. I have never tried before and I'm still like messing with it. If you apply more pressure, the line is supposed to get like thicker depending. Mm -hmm. And it is working better now than it was when I first tried it. I think it just needed to get the ink up in there more. Yeah. So I am really enjoying it. It's carbon fiber. So it's very like heavy and nice feeling. And it's my fancy pen for doing my fancy business. Yay. That's Mm -hmm. so cool. Yep. Nice. Thanks likes it too. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry. He's just being incredibly noisy today. <laughs> he has emotions. He's been having them all day. Just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of things that scream horrendously, is it a cold corner time? It is. <laughs> so today we decided <laughs> that to, was a good transition. Uh, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> you just don't know it yet. We decided to do another um, figure from folklore and this time from Irish folklore. And we're going to talk about the Morrigan. So did you want to kick this one off or shall I, shall I actually didn't, didn't find a ton of stuff, although it was a very fascinating topic. Yeah, it's one of those that uh, it's from Irish folklore, so uh, we don't have super great documentation on it because the Christianization of Ireland kind of like booted out some like oral tradition stuff and stuff didn't get written down as much. So it's it's all over the place. And what we know about uh, this figure can vary from different regions or different stories that it comes from. But basically, uh, the Morrigan is a Irish folklore figure, and she's typically associated with war uh, Mm -hmm. and not just war, but like kind of of a protection and like a dominion like over the earth. And like maybe she's interested in war because of how it's affecting the land and stuff. And she's also a tripartite goddess, which is a huge motif throughout all of Western folklore, like Hecate and the Fates. She is either depicted as being one of or encompassing all three of a set of sisters or or women in stages of life. And in a lot of the myths that I was able to find on the internet, she's 
she can shape shift and she can change. She appears like not only as like a young vital woman, but also as an old crone. So it's part of the uh, multifaceted aspect of her nature. Yeah. And her symbol is a crow. And that's because that's her most common uh, form that she's shape shifting to in stories. And she's considered to be a harbinger of death. So if if soldiers see a crow flying overhead, that could maybe be a sign that things aren't going to go so well for them. But mm-hmm. it can also go both ways where maybe she's flying over them to like give them her blessing or her protection. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a duality in that. In some cases of the story, she even will transform and like fight uh, with the soldiers. She's she's versatile. She's doing many things. Yeah, something interesting that I saw in a lot of the myths too is she seems, and you can. This is how you can tell it's pre-Christian. She has, uh, she definitely seems to have sexual autonomy. Mm-hmm. Like she definitely to see, to like, seems to decide for herself what and whom to engage with, as far as romance goes. Yeah, yeah, she's de- she's hooking up with some some peeps in some of the folklore stories, which is good. Get some. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting too. I was looking up uh, some of the the lore and like you were mentioning, there's not good documentation because this was oral history that was largely erased by Christianity. (laughs) Hooray! The Morrigan or like the three sisters that she is part of were descended from a, a supernatural family within the folklore who had like constant strife and battling with different supernatural families of of beings. And to me, this sounded kind of analogous in Norse mythology to like the Aesir and the Vanir. They're both, they're all gods and they like, sometimes they fought and eventually they like all become part of the same pantheon. And it it was definitely some similarities with, with this, like the family that uh, the Morrigan descends from and like other elements of Irish folklore, which I am not going to attempt to pronounce. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the names (laughs) can be a little hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Something that I thought was interesting is that she is kind of the origin story for something else in Irish folklore, which is the Banshee. And in the trifold goddess aspect, there are many, many different names for those three woman figures that kind of make up the Morgan's trifold goddess. Uh, So I'm not going to name all of them because there's like a bunch of different ones from different regions and stuff. But one of them is... uh, I think it's Bab. I'm not 100% sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Uh, but it's part of the root word that Banshee comes from. Mm -hmm. So that really connects her to the origin of the Banshee. And a Banshee is also a harbinger of death. Uh, A Banshee is like a fae character in Irish folklore that will appear and like do the shriek or keening and mm-hmm. that will like say that maybe one of your family members is going to pass away soon so it's definitely like a pretty direct link there between the mm-hmm. morgan and the idea of a banshee and obviously banshees come up in a lot of like pop culture today uh, mm-hmm. as mythical beings or creatures and stories yeah it seems like the morgan uh is a symbol like a portentous symbol for battle Mm-hmm. Whereas the Banshee is just an all-purpose omen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But that's most of what I had, uh, aside from different stories. I have some uh, 
examples of things they're named Morgan or the Morrigan in pop culture, if you want to go over those mm-hmm. at all. Uh, the Morrigan is briefly mentioned in American Gods, and it mm-hmm. is like a collective of three women that are a collective goddess of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's fun. There is a human female mage named Morrigan in the Dragon Age video game series, and she often transforms into a crow. Uh, so that's pretty direct. And uh, in A Song of uh, Ice and Fire, uh, one of the noble, noble houses, House Morrigan, uh, their like home is called the Crow's Nest and their sigil is a crow. Interesting. It's spelled differently, but clearly lifted from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then yeah. also there is a character in uh, a Court of Thorn of Roses trilogy that is named Morrigan, and she's pretty clearly based off of the Morrigan. She doesn't like transform into a crow really, but she can do like kind of a magic flying thing, and she mm. might have some crow motifs on her clothes at times, and she definitely is like an omen of like battles at certain points in the book. And I, well, there is also the, the very first fictional character that is derived from the Morrigan, which is from Arthurian legends and Morgana Le Fay. Oh yes. That one too. Mm -hmm. Yes. That one too. So that, that is the OG as far as uh, uh, fictional characters based off of the Morrigan from Irish folklore. Morgana Le Fay is definitely I mean, her name has all sorts of uh, variations in Arthurian legends, but she is uh, a foil to like Arthur and Merlin, uh, depending on what what version of the story. She's a, often a sorceress and, you know, and of course is demonized for having a little bit of sexual autonomy. Can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish we I wish we knew more about her, but the uh, the old Google didn't have a ton of information outside of the uh, handful of myths, which are really interesting. If you're if they find this interesting, I definitely recommend giving it a Google and looking up some of the some of the myths that we didn't tell here. Yeah, I might pick up an Irish mythology book. I think that could be fun to read. I haven't ever like mm-hmm. read a whole book of Irish mythology stories, just little mm-hmm. snippets here and there. Yeah, it really makes me wonder because the only other, well, we've talked about some Irish deities here, like uh, Bridget mm-hmm. and the Kaleak, which are interesting, which are both, I mean, I'm sure we chose female ones because that's what we're, we are female identified and we find that more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to learn more about, about Irish folklore. Although I like to ingest things with my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I would love Oh my gosh, that would be the dream to find an audiobook about Irish folklore, like narrated by someone with an excellent accent. Oh, that would be good. Actually, that was one of the things that came up when I was looking for, when I was researching for our podcast. It's just, you know, a couple of YouTube videos. And like, I clicked on one and it was an American accent. I'm like, no, I guess that's really about it. A rather short one for us, but a really interesting, interesting mm-hmm. one. Yes, we can talk about a little bit of our shameless self-promotion. I think that's all you this week. Yeah, uh, same things I had last week. My shop for pins and all of my stuff is open. So you can go to kittywithacupcake.com and shop all of the stuff 
that I made during my Magical Merit Badge Kickstarter. You can sign up for my email list on there and you should do that because I am going to have a pin release soon and I may or may not be working on a secret collaboration with Junk Yarn. So you might want to know those things. Uh, So sign up for my email list. And I also have a pattern in the Knit Crate Malabrigo box for this quarter. Uh, It's called Sandy Waves. It's a really nice uh, right triangle shawl made in Malabrigo worsted. It's an exclusive colorway and the pattern is exclusive to Knit Crate. So if you want to make that, hop on over to our show notes where we have a special link and you can also save 20% with coupon code Kitty with a Cupcake. Or just Kitty Cup Cupcake. Yeah, Kitty yeah. Cupcake, because there was there weren't enough characters for the whole thing. So it's just Kitty Cupcake. Indeed. And this will all be in our show notes, mm-hmm. where if you're looking to find the show notes or anything about where to find any of these things, like Emily's patterns or my yarns, you can just go to fibercoven.com and that'll have links to said show notes where you can find us on the internet and how to join our Patreon, which is a really cool coven full of people. And that is about it for us this week. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. And until next week, Kevin, keep making yarn magic. Bye.